Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here today. This is episode number 98. I am super excited about today's episode. It is going to be a mental health episode, and this is just a trigger warning. We are going to be talking about mental illness, such as depression, suicide ideations. I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice in any way. We are just going to be talking about this person's story and, you know, how he got through his journey and some things that helped him cope. So I would love for you to listen to this with an open mind And I hope that this will help someone out there just knowing that you are not alone and, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and without further ado, here it is. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest. He is a life coach who helps folks rediscover Hope and purpose while dealing with depression. Everyone, please welcome Carlo to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It means a lot to me. Of course. I'm so glad you are here today and you're joining us. And I cannot wait to hear all about your journey and kind of how you got to where you are today. Um, So I would love to know, first off the bat, what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? Um... Well, I'm most excited about. So actually, um, it's kind of cool. I'm about to move. Nothing's like set in stone, but my girlfriend and I have been, you know, talking back and forth. So we've been making the decision to officially move in together. So we've been looking at houses and whatnot. Um, so that's been really exciting. So our goal is to probably move uh, spring, maybe early summertime. That's super exciting. I love that. It's definitely so exciting when you get to that point too because it's like oh my gosh things are serious like it's, yeah it's a big I'm move. over the moon about it <laughs> oh good that's amazing I love that I love that for you I I live with my fiance and it's it, it's so nice because then you really get to know each other like just like so much more than you already think you do and it is it's just fun to be with your best friend every day so that is 100% true but what I like about it too is that like we spend a great amount of time together. So it's like, um, Mm. before I moved in my current space, you know, I was over her place a lot of times now, like we kind of like switch back and forth. So it's like, we kind of already know what it's like living together. So we kind of already have like a head start. So now it's just like making it official. And again, uh, it's like only a few short months away. So I'm really, really excited about it. And my (laughs) dogs can have more room to, to move around. (laughs) love I love dogs I have a dog as well and she is the best having a dog is like I swear it it really boosts my mental health like it really does like if I'm upset I always tell people this my dog will like if I ever cry she comes up to me and she like will lick my tears it's so cute the exact same and like it's kind of funny because um I'm sure we'll get into this later but like when I was going through like my little battle you know that mm-hmm. was when I got one of my dogs. So mm-hmm. she was like a little tiny puppy. So it's like we grew together. So like she definitely helped me mm-hmm. along the way. So it was very, very comforting to have her and my other dog there too. So they are they are perfect mental health specialists. Totally. I love that. That is so nice to hear. I feel like they really are. Like they're just emotional support animals. And I don't know. I don't know what I would do without my dog now. Like I love her so much. She's me like, too. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell me how you got into life coaching. Yeah. So um, it was never like a thing when I was a kid saying, you know what? When I grow up, I'm going to be a life coach. It was never like that. I think it mm-hmm. came from just the experience I had, you know, dealing with mental health issues, dealing with depression, suicidal ideation, you know, um, it just came from a place of service where I was just like, I don't want anyone else feeling this way, at least for this extended period of time. Cause I know, unfortunately bad things happen, you know, there's no way around it, but if I can help limit the time you go through it, then mm-hmm. that would mean something to me. So, um, where life coaching came about. So originally my background is in personal training. So, uh, I'm a big fitness nut, you know, so originally I started 
this fitness business um, at like the height of COVID, which was like the weirdest place to start a business anyway. But I started this online fitness business and throughout its journey, let's say after the first year, second year, you know, things weren't really going that well, but like, that's how it started. And I've always just wanted to be in a place of service. I always told myself as a kid, I wanted to help people. I just never knew exactly how to do it. Right. But I don't think I would be in the position to help people in the best way unless I didn't go through my little year of battling depression, you know? So I think when I kind of came out from the other side and I was like, you know what? I uh, People can actually beat this, you know? Depression mm -hmm. is beatable. You know, people can actually see the quote unquote light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, oh crap. If the guy who said that it's impossible and actually did it, maybe mm -hmm. I can help people with the exact same thing I did. So that's where the idea came. I was like, you know what? It's not just going to be a fitness business anymore. I want to help people with their journey. I want to help people with all aspects of their life. I want to help people who are dealing with feelings of depression, you know, who might be down the dumps like I was. I want to help them. And not only that, but I want to help them in each kind of area of their life. Not saying I'm an expert, you know, I'm, I'm 26 years old. It's not like I have a huge amount of life experience, but I know what I went through and I know what I did and how to improve. And I just wanted to not only help you on the mental health front, but also on your physical front, on your overall physical health, and just what you want for life overall. You know, if you want to be a business person, if you want to, I don't know, do anything, I think the tools I have can help people get to where they want to go. You know, and that's just where the whole life coaching was kind of born. Wow, that's so cool. And I love your story because it's, it sounds like you're so passionate about just helping people in general. So, and I absolutely love that. Um, and it's, it's so, it's so cool sometimes when you're like, I know I like to do X, Y, Z and like, how can I fit this into my life? And it sounds like you kind of, you know, you kind of took it by the reins and you're like, I've been through, you know, my journey and now I'm going to like help people get through it. And I think, I think the fitness part is super cool too. Cause I think, I think, being active and staying active really can just boost our serotonin. And I think that's so, so important. And just making percent. sure we're, we're moving our bodies. And every time I go to the gym and I get out, I, I'm always like, oh, wow, I feel so much better than I did before I got here. Like, it's something that I think some people don't even notice too. Like if, if they're kind of down the dumps and they even take like a walk, like they're just moving their body somehow it can really make your, it can really improve your mood and just like getting out in nature and like really just being yes. able to move around. I think it's so, so important. And that was a fact, again, you kind of hit the nail on the head where I was like, I like I knew how much of an impact it would have, but I didn't know how much of an impact it would have when I was actually dealing with depression. So like mm -hmm. not only does like fitness and walking and stuff like that help, but like it was a simple thing. So I remember, um, uh, I'll give you like a, like a little snippet. I'm sure we'll dive in later on. But like when I was really, really bad, mm -hmm. what really helped me was just moving, was not going to the gym. I was actually, I had a serious injury where I couldn't train actually. So like I couldn't really move a whole lot. But like mm -hmm. what I did was um, I was actually in this environment where I was just moving. I was dancing. I was trying to jump up and down and like, Doing something as simple as that literally changed the way I felt. And when I was, mm -hmm. I guess, in like the middle of it, taking a break from dancing, jumping up and down for like 10 minutes, I remember like having this internal dialogue with myself. I was like, I don't know why, but I don't feel depressed right now. And mm -hmm. I don't know the reason. And it was until like I started like understanding what the change in physiology can do for your mental state. It was it was legit mind blowing. I was like, wow. And that's why I preach. That's what I do. And I was like, you know what? If you are feeling down right now, just move. I swear, just move around. You'll feel a little bit better. Wow. That's so powerful. And it's, and when you were probably having that dialogue in your head, you're like, wow. Like it's, I find it so cool when we can do something different or try out something new or even something that you you do and you kind of like reflect on it I love when we can like learn new things about ourselves or like that we enjoy or just doing something different and you realize oh wow like I didn't know that this could 
this could be a thing or I really enjoyed this I never knew that I would be into this like I love just like learning more about myself personally so I find that to be kind of cool that you kind of were like oh my god like it made me feel better by just moving around my body 100% it was crazy I loved it and like again that's why I teach people and that's just where I like I have this like like practice I have to move because I know what it'll do for me and I like something like that where I just learn more and more about myself. I'm a very curious person by nature. So it's like things like that when you mentioned, oh, now doing this, I kind of understood and I kind of learned a little something about myself. That's kind of like my whole bag. Like I want to learn as much as I can. That's awesome. That's so inspiring too. Cause it's like, you're clearly su super passionate about it. And then like, I'm sure you just radiate that to your clients. Cause it's like, that's, that's what they need. Like that's what they're coming to you for. So I absolutely, I love that. Um, now, can you share a little bit more about like your, your whole journey through, you know, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we kind of go back to like the end of 2020, right? Mm -hmm. So this is December of 2020. I think like like six days before Christmas mm. there was this one day but in overall it was like this one week where it was like if anything bad could happen did happen so um that injury I was telling you about it, it just kept developing so it was a herniated disc in my lumbar mm. spine so if anyone out there is listening or watching who understands what that is it sucks um <laughs> so there was a period of time where I actually couldn't walk for a bit because it was just so painful mm. and on top of that, I actually got let go from a job. On top of that, I went through a breakup. On top of that, I realized, because that's when my fitness business was going on, I was like, what's happening? Why isn't anything working? I've been busting my butt. Nothing's working. It was kind of failing. And then on top of that, uh, I'm an actor as well. So I was like, you know what? My career's not going anywhere. I've been trying so hard. So literally, like in all aspects of what I wanted for my life was going the exact opposite way. I kind of broke down. And after that, um, the last thing that happened was the breakup. That was like the cherry on top. I was like, you know what? I don't see a point anymore. You know, um, I was like, I'm trying really hard, but I'm not getting the rewards, let's say. You know, I'm a big believer in that one quote, you know, ask and it shall be given to you. You know, seek and you shall find. Like, I've, been, I've always been a believer in that. But I was like, you know, yo, universe, you know, I've been doing what you're saying, you know. I'm reaping. Where's the sowing? Like, wh wh where's where's the, the the other end of the deal you've been talking about? You know, so um, at that point, I was just like, you know what? I quit. I'm kind of done. You know, um, there's really no point. Anything I try fails. And then all came on this like self pity. This um, this terrible internal dialogue I was having with myself you know I was like I was calling myself everything in the book you know mm -hmm. uh to keep it a little pg you know I was like you know you're a loser you're a failure you're worthless and that happened every single day and of course dealing with an injury I couldn't really move a whole lot you know I tried my best to walk if I could but a lot of times I was just laying in bed so laying in bed trapped with my thoughts was like the worst recipe it was like a recipe for disaster and even eventually when my back was feeling a teeny bit better you know um i could walk around i literally didn't leave my bed you know let alone my bedroom i i just uh, i called it my cocoon you know because that was like the one place where i knew no one could see me and i couldn't see anybody even with like family members like i was very distant i did not want to speak to anybody i didn't want anybody to see me because i felt embarrassed i felt really ashamed of like not only where I was in that given situation, but just like my whole overall life. I was like, man, I haven't accomplished anything. I, I was like 23, 24 at the time. And I was like, I haven't done anything with my life. You know, and I was like, I feel embarrassed. I couldn't even look like my mother. I couldn't even look her in the eyes, like, or any member of my family. It was that bad. And I was like, it was really bad because I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror because like, I, I developed, um, I think I low-key had this, but it kind of heightened when I was dealing with depression is I had body dysmorphia. So like, I, I couldn't even look at myself. I was like, you're disgusting. You're this, you're that. So it was literally, my objective every day was, okay, how can I make this day go by fast? 
How can I, can I sleep for like, how long can I sleep? How can I distract myself enough to get over this day and then see what happens tomorrow, you know? But of course, when you are in that position, I hope nobody has to do deal with this, but unfortunately people do, but I was dealing with suicidal ideation as well. So I was, you know, to that point where I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna, gonna make the decision you can't come back from. Uh, there were a couple of times where it was very, very close. Thankfully that never happened, you know, um, but it was very, very close. So it was about for 11 months, 11 to 12 months, just laying in bed, deciding to do it or not, you know, and eventually, um, my, my whole family has been very supportive. They still are very supportive in everything I do. And yes, they, uh, I'm so grateful for my family because they're like, okay, what are we going to do? What, what can we do to help? You know, I, I did therapy. It didn't work as well for me. You know, I did get some benefit from it, but not the benefit I was looking for. I was like, oh, well, my problem isn't really solved yet. So uh, I love therapy. It just didn't necessarily help me break through. So there was this one day, it was a Sunday, my family went out to lunch and I was like, I really don't want to go anywhere, but they talked me into it. I was like, fine, I'll, I'll take a shower. I'll get dressed. I'll go. Mm -hmm. um, so we all went to lunch and then we were done. My brother was like, Hey, you ride with me. Okay. I, I was in the car with my brother and it was just me and him and we're best friends. So he's like, okay, you're my brother. I would do anything for you. Would you do anything for me? I was like, absolutely. You know, um, whatever you want. You're my brother. I'll do it. He's like, okay, I want you just to go on a trip. I was like, what? You want me to go on a trip? Like, dude, I don't like, do you know how hard it was to get out of my bed today? You want me to go on a trip? What's wrong with you? He's like, just open your mind, just do it. And there's some back and forth banter, but then eventually I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll do it. He's like, okay. Now, uh, when do you want to go? I was like, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's just make it soon. Let's just get over with. He's like, okay, got it where do you want to go somewhere warm? Cause this is during, I think the winter time or mm -hmm. about to be winter time. He's like somewhere warm. I was like, okay. Uh, I don't know, Florida. Okay. Gotcha. So he's like, the last question he asked was like, okay, you want to go alone or you want to go with me? I was like, well, I don't really feel comfortable going by myself. So you can tag along too. He's like, okay, got it. The next thing I heard from him was an email and he sent me tickets to West Palm beach, Florida. Oh, Neither of us had been there. We didn't know what was in West Palm Beach. He just said it sounded sexy. So he's like, you know what? We'll go there. So um, fast forward, we're down in Florida and it's day one. I'm like, dude, this was a mistake. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Let's just stay in the hotel. And he's like, no, let's rent jet skis. I was like, dude, you're out of your mind. I don't want to do that. I want to rent a jet ski. I don't want to do anything. Go to the beach. No, I just want to go to the hotel. So day two rolls around. And we're just trying to think of like what to do. You know, we're playing like cards in this park. And he's like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I was like, honestly, I don't know. I'll just be fine chilling here. So later on, he's like, okay, I booked us something. It's at, it starts at five. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> I was like, you not know how anxious this makes me? I need to know. So he's like, we'll be there at five. Let's just walk. So we're walking, we're walking, we're walking. And then eventually we get to this, um, this stop, stoplight where we're about to cross, but the light's red. So we're waiting for like, like the little stick figure guy to kind of cross so we can go. Mm -hmm. We're at the convention center of the West Palm Beach, like West Palm Beach Convention Center. And I was like, okay. So I'm just standing, waiting for the light to change. And then I see the, like the, like the electric sign on the ground of the West Palm Beach Convention Center. And I see Tony Robbins. I was like, I looked at my brother. I was like, you SOB. He's like, what? I was like, okay, I get it. He's like, what? The sign. Oh. So eventually we walk, we, we register and everything. And we do this event that Tony Robbins is hosting where he didn't know it was there or at the specific time. I didn't know it was there, but the stars aligned and it's like I was meant to go to this event. So fast forward, we do the event. And I was like, oh my God, 
Like I just felt so different. You know, I learned what it was like to change my body, to change my physiology, to move. I understood like different principles, tricks, tips, ways to change my mental state, where to shift my focus. So that way I can break out of this. And it worked. I was like, oh my God. So after that week in Florida, I was like, oh my God, I legit felt like a the real me is how I would probably explain it best. I felt like the real me. I was like, wow. And that wouldn't have happened. That whole trip wouldn't have happened unless I told myself these two things. And my brother contributed to that. So before we even went on this trip, he was like, just have an open mind. You have nothing to lose. And like, I kind of let that set in my head for a bit. And if there's anyone out there listening or watching who is dealing with depression, you know, and who does have suicidal ideation, I don't um, recommend this mindset, but this is just how I thought. So I took my brother's words. I have nothing to lose. I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, if this trip doesn't work, if things don't pan out the way I can make them pan out, I know the back, I know the exit. I know how to leave. Let me just stay for another day. Let me stay for another week. Let me stay for another X amount of time. Let's just see. Let me just open my mind to it. And I was kind of imagining there was this thing in my gut. You know, I call it the little flame, the tiny flame. So throughout that entire year, I there were some times where I felt like the real me was down there, but it was so small, it was like a match. It was so small, but it was still down there. And I was like, you know what? That little spark, I just kept focusing on it. I don't know why, but I couldn't like escape that thought, that little image of just this tiny little match that represented the real version of myself. So all I was thinking about was, let me just think about this little tiny match, this little tiny flame. And then it kind of slowly started to grow, right? And... I was like, you know what? I don't have anything to lose. And then the next thing I was telling myself was like, I really don't want to go. You know, I just want the pain to end. And that's what happens with a lot of people who deal with depression, you know, and suicidal ideation. It's like, they don't want to go. They just don't want to be in pain anymore. But they feel like there's no other way out. And that's where I was. And I kept repeating myself. It was almost like a mantra. I just kept telling myself, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I said that over and over and over again. That with the combination of looking at this or imagining this tiny little flame, that's what got my butt on the airplane. That's what got me in Florida. And I think the universe kind of took care of the rest. You know, uh, we went to this event. I came back. I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to do now. I found my purpose. I found myself. I was like, I'm going to help people who are dealing with the same thing I was dealing with. I'm going to show them what I learned because I don't ever want anyone to go through with this or go through with it a year, two years, three years down the road. I want them to, you know, find themselves again. And that's what the whole journey was. That's what got me from point A to point B. Wow. I know that was a mouthful. (laughs) No, no. I was so intrigued the whole time. I mean, great storytelling and I think, or just like sharing your story very, I love the details and I think it's, and and first of all, thank you so much for sharing that story. I know it was probably very vulnerable. And um, and I just, I think it's so unbelievably powerful that you, you can, you can recognize that you were, you know, kind of at rock bottom and going through the motions and not wanting to get out of bed. And like, I think a lot of people suffer from depression and I, and it's, I mean, I've definitely had some people that are very close to me going through depressed depressive episodes and in the hospital and stuff like that so that's something that's very close to my heart as well um and I think I think that Florida trip like really like just transformed you and really like like you were saying like saw the light at the end of the tunnel like your brother really pushed you like let's do this like let's and and the fact that you guys didn't even have like that event planned and he kind did he just like stumble upon it and he was like let's 
and then he said like he booked it or how did yeah like he, we like we were down in florida like we were already in florida he didn't know this event was happening we just happened to be in west palm beach and then he was just looking up things to do in west palm beach and then you would see the the typical things oh jet skiing or deep sea fishing but then he just he saw okay tony robbins he was like oh okay let me book that and that's what he did Right. So I've heard really amazing things about him. Now, for some people who don't know who Tony Robbins is, he's a what is what is his I don't know title or So what is he? a lot of people, um, they would, they call him like a motivational speaker. I honestly think he transcends Hmm. that. I don't think he has that per se, because I think motivation is, it's great and all, but I think it fizzles. I would classify Tony as a performance specialist. Okay. He not only focuses on just life coaching on improvement on one's mental state, but he kind of targets all aspects of life, whether it be your mental state, whether it be your relationships, whether it be your physical fitness, whether it be your financial status and growing a business, like he kind of covers all bases. Okay. However, when I was there specifically, I was like, like I knew exactly what I was kind of going in for. And Mm. one thing that, because I've never been to an event before and I kind of heard some people saying, oh, he's just some charlatan who's just trying to psych you in, make money and, you know, get his programs, whatever. Right. And I was sitting there before the event started. There's a room of 10,000 people. And I remember sitting there and I was like, I hope I don't have this vacation brain, this concert mentality of like, when I mean by concert mentality or vacation brain, it's like, Oh, you're having a great time in the concert, right
I think it was a great bonding moment for my brother and I. And I think it also was like this weight lifted from his shoulders too. Because mm-hmm. if you are a family member who has someone close to you in your own family who's going through depression, you know, all you want to do is help them. And I knew that was like my family's mindset is like all they want to do is help me. So him being in the room at the exact moment where I was like, you know, I don't want to go was just a giant weight lifted off of his shoulders. And it was just like being there in that moment, seeing it kind of lift him up too, and just embracing Mm -hmm. one another and just saying, Hey man, I don't want to go anywhere. He's like, Oh dude, I'm so proud of you. Like we're both super emotional and, it was mm-hmm. definitely more than a bonding moment. Like he was just like, it's like he got improved himself. Totally. Wow. That's so powerful. I, 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 I love that story so much. And <laughs> thank you again for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what do you, what do you think is like the thing that you learned the most about yourself through, you know, that event? So uh, what I learned about myself is that, um, Again, here comes a long answer because I can never get short of answers for some reason. But um, <laughs> no, I love it. I have always been someone who was like, I needed to prove something to myself, you know. Mm. So, a big reason why I fell into depression was like I always felt like a loser, like a failure. I was like, I need to do something with my life that was like almost like impossible. So if I can do that, then I can do anything. So mm. I was, I would go in through my like my head and be like. If I can get like the perfect physique, the aesthetic, you know, going to the gym and train really hard, if I can look really, really good, boom, I've accomplished something really hard. That means I can do anything. Or if I can be a successful actor, if I can have a successful business, that would be proof to myself that I could do anything. I needed the impossible as proof to let me know, okay, I can do something great with my life. What I didn't know was that my impossible was overcoming depression and suicide. And that's when like the light bulb went off when, you know, I was done with the event and I was like, you know what? I want to stay. That's what I realized. That was my impossible thing I needed to accomplish was if somebody can get over like past depression, see the light in the tunnel, say no to suicide and continue to live day by day. That was my impossible. And that's why I think I learned for myself was like, I can do anything. I love it. Wow. That is so powerful. <laughs> Living through the impossible, like pushing through. And and I think something that a lot of people always say is like, and I know it's so cliche, but really taking it one day at a time, one step at a time, like really not focusing on what you have to do in a couple of weeks, like focusing on just getting through one day at a time. It, and again, I think they're cliches for a reason because I heard them when I was going through my depression, you know, everything that I was being taught was right. It's just, I wasn't in a good state, you know? So when I heard, Oh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel or everything happens for a reason or, you know, one day at a time, I would be livid. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. That's just things to say that to make me feel better. And that's what I genuinely believed. And I told that to my family. I told that to my therapist. I was like, these are just things to give me false hope. But what mm-hmm. I didn't realize is that when I came on the other side, I was like, oh my God, that was right. Like the whole time that was right. Yeah. And and it's and when you're in that mindset too, I assume it's like you can't think of anything else. Like you can't think about being like the positive self and like thinking all these nice things because you're in that depressive state. So it makes complete sense. It's like you're not in the right headspace to think yes. about the positivity and 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 the good things. That's that's kind of what I get out of it. And that's exactly right. You know, um, when you're in that state, it's like, how can you be the positive person? You know, um, and it wasn't until I combined changing the way I moved first and then tried to shift my focus a little bit. I almost made it like a game. It was like, uh, I was actually thinking about it the other day, actually. It's like finding Waldo. It's like, mm-hmm. this is intentional. You were looking for something intentional. It, it was like a game. So I think that's a good way to describe it for anyone who's kind of dealing with mental health issues is you want to think of it almost as if it's like a game. You know, So if you want to think of something positive, okay, first get yourself in a state 
because obviously everything has like energy, everything has like vibrations and frequency levels. So first you need to get yourself in a good state. After you do that, play the Where's Waldo game. Find something that is positive right now. Like what is one good thing? And then you kind of make a game out of it. So you're essentially shifting your focus. And this could be subconsciously like, but you will feel better, I believe, at the end. It's like, okay, if I play a game, let's just, if you kind of play the game I Spy and you're, you're in your own house, your apartment, whatever, you say, oh, I spy a refrigerator. Oh, crap, there's food in there. Of course, people understand the concept. Okay, I have food. Yeah, there's so many things I can be grateful for. But if, if you're in a bad state, you can't really accept the blessing though. But if you're in a good state, and then you're playing this I Spy game or the Where's Waldo game. You'll be, you'll accept, you'll embrace it and accept it in a completely different way. So uh, a way I like to explain it too is like, if I was a math teacher and I said we're gonna have a pop quiz today, but it's open book, mm. you could have had the worst morning coming in the class. You could probably never even understood a word I said. You could have probably crashed your car on the way to to, to, to school this morning or. You just spill your coffee all over yourself the first like minute of class. So you're focusing on something completely different. Mm. I can still tell you, okay, here's an open book pop quiz. You're not going to care about the quiz. You're not going to mm. care that it's open book. You have all the answers in front of you because you're in a bad state. You could care less. But if you're in a good state, you're like, oh my God, free, free answers. All right. Like you have to be in a good state first. Wow, that's such a that's such a clever way of explaining it too, because it, it makes sense. It's like it's logic right there. It's like, and I love <laughs> the, I love the I Spy and Where's Waldo, like playing a game because it's true. It's like, it's the mindset and how how you think about certain things and like training your brain to like, okay, we're gonna focus on one thing at a time and thinking about the good things about this one object or whatever it is, and I. I really like that. So is do you have any other tips on like ways that helped you cope with your mental health um, journey? Oh, yeah. Um, I have quite a few. Um, so I think step one is first just move. This could be literally like I do this as a morning routine, you know, but if anyone's listening who just want to try it after the end of this podcast, literally just grab your phone, pick your favorite song that's like pretty upbeat, like I love Coldplay, but you probably don't want to use Coldplay for this. But like, <laughs> pick a song that'll probably get you going. Like, let's say you're you're at a wedding, you're at prom, you're at you know your best friend's birthday party, whatever the case may be. And there's imagine like you're like at this cool club. There's DJ dropping the bass, whatever you want to call it. But pick an awesome song, just dance, just dance like your life depends on it. Pretend there's no creepy person trying to buy you drinks. Just like legit, just dance. I know it sounds silly and stupid, but I promise you, there is a reason. Or jump up and down, you know, move as if like you would never move before, like move your arms in a way where you never moved before, even standing, just standing straight up and putting your hands on your like sides as if you're like Wonder Woman or Superman for two minutes, that will change your mental state that boots serotonin. So that way that will put you in a different state. So that's what I would say. And then after you're kind of done with that, I would go into changing your focus, you know, playing the I spy game, the where's Waldo game, but not only that though, but you could also play the game of, okay, I've come to the understanding that life does not happen to us. It happens for us. But again, it depends on if you accept that or not. So if you decide, okay, I'm going to make the choice today to understand that life has happened for me. So let's say something really bad's happening right now. And you're like, why did this happen? What's the point? What's the reason? Everything's happened to me. This is stupid. And you kind of go in this downward spiral. But if you kind of take the concept of the Where's Waldo game and kind of apply it to this and say, okay, what is positive in this right now? Now, obviously, if you're livid, you're probably not going to find anything positive. That's why I mentioned get in a good state first. Take 90 seconds to yourself. Just get into a good state. Jump up and down. But then change your focus and focus on, okay, what is good about this situation? How can I improve from the situation? Or if I can't improve from the situation right now, let me just think of something that will make me smile. Let me focus on something that will make me feel good, make me laugh, make me feel love, anything like that. And then I would probably go into another uh, a step. This takes like 90 seconds in total. 
it's called what I learned is called a triad. So first change your uh, physical state, then change your focus, and then you change your language. So how many times when we're angry, we're PO'd, we're sad, depressed, whatever the case may be, we use the worst language. I'll be the first one to throw my hand up and say, I know exactly what that's like. So if you change your language, instead of saying, okay, life is BS, I'm done, I quit, all those things that you've just kind of internalized, you're kind of bringing the exact same results, right? right. I'm a loser, I'm a failure, blah, 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 blah. I hate your life. energy is that you're giving out, you're going to... Exactly. Yeah. So if you just use language, because language is a powerful tool. If you say, you know what, things are not where I want to be right now, but it will get better. Or, hey, I'm going to take a test tomorrow to pass my real estate license, whatever. I am going to come out of this victorious. If you just use powerful language, hey, I'm uh, going to the gym today, or you know what? I've been feeling depressed lately. Today is going to be a different day. I have new opportunities today. Things will come my way. It might sound like silly affirmations, but if you actually use this powerful language, things will be brought to you because you're completely shifting the way you see the world right now. So mm -hmm. if you use powerful language, if you focus on where you want to go and then use language to kind of add on top of that focus, you're going to be in a different state. You're going to receive blessings or better things than you were previously receiving. Um, and I mean, I could go on for days with this, but I think if you are in a pretty bad state right now, if you just have 90 seconds to yourself, which I know you do have, just take 30 seconds to change your body language, 30 seconds to change your focus and 30, language, just 30 seconds to change your language. I would say those three to get started will definitely help you out. Wow. That just blew my mind because it's it, it language huge. I mean, the way we talk to ourselves, self-talk, so important. If we're if and like you said, when you're when you're saying all those bad things about yourself, it's like you're going to believe it. So if you start saying yeah. like more positive things and and I truly think about the energy part, too, if, of like whatever we give to the world and we say out loud, like the, the universe is always listening. They're always yes. listening, manifesting. Like I truly believe in manifesting. I love manifesting, but I think like really what you give, what you, what you give out to the world, you also receive it back. So I think if you're, you know, you're having a hard time, like really just reflect for a second. And I love what you said about body language, your language. And what was the other one? Uh, focus. Focus, focus. So what I love about language too, and I'm so sorry for cutting you off. Um, nope. But like, have you ever heard of the phrase of like, you tell yourself a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. Yes. Like literally, if you just take that and just apply it to your own self, I'm like, wow, if I tell myself I'm a loser enough times, I'm going to believe it. Exactly. Right. So if you just tell yourself something else, hey, I'm a winner. Here are the reasons why. And you tell yourself over and over and over again, you're changing yourself completely. I love that. That makes some, it, it makes sense. <laughs> It's like our, like I said, our self-talk is something that, because this is what I always think about. And I actually just had this conversation the other day um, with another podcast guest. We were talking about how if, if one of your friends, you know, is going on a date and they come out in their outfit and they're like, I look like shit. I don't even look good. Blah, blah, like they're just kind of talking badly about themselves but you're going to pump them up. You're going to say, no, you look great. You're going to have so much fun. Your outfit looks banging. Like you are going to kill it. You look so good, blah, blah, blah. You're going to tell your, like, you're not going to tell your friend you look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be right? pretty, you'll so, be a pretty bad friend. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, you're, you pump your friends up. So use that same energy to yourself because mm. like I said, we all, you know, we all have our moments of, of self-doubt or, you know, really negative self-talk, but think about it in, the sense of if you're talking to your best friend or, you know, someone very close to you and switch that mindset to be like, you know what, I'm going to speak to myself like that because yes. I am my own person and I need that self-talk, that positive self-talk right now. So I really like, I like thinking about, you know, self-talk in that way as well. Like think about it, like you're talking to your best friend. Would you talk to your best friend? Like how you're talking to yourself? Absolutely. And to piggyback off of that, you know, uh, I remember I learned this uh, a little bit ago. It's like, 
we say that we would help our family, friends. Oh, if you need anything, I'm there for you. You know, I'll do anything mm-hmm. for you. And if you're a pretty, I mean, for the most part, a lot of us are like, we, we do, we are the example of that. You know, right. if you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm there. But it's like, why don't we do that for ourselves? Yes. So it's like to add on top of that, it's like, you deserve that too. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. It's like, sometimes we need to like, think about at the end of the day, if everyone in the world was, I don't know, not here, we would only have ourselves at the end of the day. And I think about that sometimes and it's like, we've had this body since we were born. Like it's ours. Like we need to treat it with, you know, respect and treat it health, you know, be healthy and give ourselves nutrients and, you know, be physically active and stuff like that. Like it's so important to really, you know, keep our bodies healthy and happy because at the end of the day, this is, this is what we got. You know, we don't have another yeah. one. <laughs> as silly as it sounds. The gut and the brain communicate like your yeah. brain and your gut knows if you had a pizza or knows if you had some broccoli. So like, so true. <laughs> that was something that blew my mind being a personal trainer i knew okay you need to eat good you need to eat, right. you need to eat well but it's like i never knew the impact of what food had on my mental state because there are yeah. foods themselves that boost serotonin levels that make you actually feel better and right that opened my mind completely not only to the aspect of okay i need to be physically healthy to eat proper foods blah 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 reverse that i need foods to be physically healthy but in my mind, that was something that was so mind opening to me of like, okay, I know if I eat this proper nutrition plan, I will actually feel better mentally. And I was like, the gut and the brain communicate? What? Like, it was such a fun fact. I'm like, I'm a nerd like that, but it's like, if you really do want to take care of your own health, there's so many different things than just listening to, you know, um, like, Tony Robbins tapes or whatever. I'm not saying they like they help. Of course they do. You know, being mm-hmm. physically healthy, it helps. But it's like if you combine all these aspects, if you read, if you listen to awesome podcasts such as this one, if you listen to different empowering things, if you actually do and uh, put forth action into a better life, all these things are going to compound and add, and it's going to make you a full person. Oh my gosh, I love that! Wow, you are full of wisdom. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, what would you say is something that like maybe your family did? Like if someone is going through depression, I know obviously it's hard on the family and I know we talked about that a little bit, but what would you say is something that maybe your family did to help support you? And like, if someone going through this is having a tough time, they can get supported. Absolutely. Um. So I would say that just them being there, you know, always asking, what can I do? How can I help you with this? You know, they're like my brother, like up until the end, he was just saying, how can I help you? Like, what do we need to do? You know, oh, I have this idea. Let's try this. So my family is very supportive and they just try different ideas. Um, One thing, if um, I think this can go both ways. If you are a person, if you are someone who deals with depression or if you are somebody whose family member is going through depression and you're just Mm -hmm. like the outsider. I think this helps in both areas. I just think it's just your presence. You don't have to speak about anything or like you could, you could speak about, Oh, soccer or the football game coming up. You can just make something up like that and just have a completely separate conversation. That's fine. You know, but even just your presence, I think if you just sit together you know, you're both reading books or you're both watching TV. I think oh. your presence alone goes a long way. At least I know that's what I kind of craved. You know, if I didn't want to speak and if I actually wanted to see you, like if I didn't feel embarrassed or ashamed about myself in that given time, I think your presence alone, just knowing that someone's there for you, I think that goes a long way. I love that. And just being present in the moment and just having them there that makes total sense I love that um I did want to speak about a few other self-care tips because I know that's something that I think all through you know mental health journeys I know I have major anxiety so it's like something that I'm always trying to get ahead of and just kind of 
be more cognizant of how I'm feeling. So some things that my listeners, um, you know, talked about and and gave advice about um, for this podcast episode. So one of them is obviously talking to someone simple, easy, but, you know, reach out to someone that maybe you haven't seen in a while. Um, I think that's obviously a really good one, staying active. Um, and I think another one is learning something new or doing something that you've never done before. Cause that can kind of like we were talking about kind of get you out of your comfort zone, get you like in a different mindset, kind of like when you went on that trip, you're like, I don't even know if I want to go, but it, it kind of got you out of your comfort zone. Yes. I think starting, you know, is like, maybe you've always wanted to, I don't know, learn how to cook right? And you go to a cooking class, you're like, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. This is a little scary, but I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and learn something new. And then maybe you'll meet new people and it kind of gets you focused on something different. So I love that idea. Um, Something that my therapist actually taught me is the five senses. So it's basically like you, you see pick out five things that you can see right now, four things that you can smell, three things that you can touch and so on. And it really helps you kind of focus in on kind of like your where's Waldo game of like Mm -hmm. just being present in the moment. And that's Mm -hmm. something that if I'm super overwhelmed or whatever the case may be, it kind of takes you back to the present moment. And that's something that has really helped me if I'm like super, super overwhelmed or anxious. Um, And then my last tip, is sounds easy but sleeping well and really prioritizing sleep that is such a huge thing and I know that some people you know they they might have trouble sleeping or whatever but like you know get your resources you know call your doctor melatonin I mean there's so many things out there CBD that you can you know improve your sleep and I think that that's something that's so so critical obviously eating healthy sleeping well, staying active, but these things are just like common, like human things that we need, but sometimes it gets so overlooked when you're kind of in, you know, you know, that whole journey of just going through your mental health journey. I remember, you know, uh, when I was going through my whole thing is I, there, I think there are two types of people, either you sleep all the time or you can't sleep at all. I was one of those people who couldn't sleep at all. So Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, it's bad enough. I had to deal with these thoughts during the day, but Mm -hmm. I go to bed at 11, 12 o'clock at night. And then I wake up at three, you know, like I would wake up at the exact same time every day. It would be like two 33, like somewhere around there. And I'd wake up all the time Mm -hmm. in the morning. I'm like, this sucks. Why can't I sleep? And it was because Mm -hmm. of that. Cause I was dealing with depression and anxiety, stuff like that. And stuff like that, like sleep, we, I think undervalue it. Is yes, that I completely agree. Like you like there like if we didn't need sleep, we would not sleep. You know, yeah. So we true. need it. We, we need, need it for it. a reason. So I I would say to someone who's listening, like definitely prioritize sleep. Yes. Yes. And doing whatever you need to do to, you know, to get to that point of like, you know, seeing I know that there's some like um like sleep study things like if you're really really sure like there's a lot of resources out there so I would recommend just like really looking into different ways of how to how to get better at sleeping I guess yes um and then I do have one resource it is called the mental health hotline if anyone is struggling and really needs some support they are open 24 hours a day seven days a week always and the number is 866-903-3787. So please use that resource. I know that there's so many other resources online. If you just type in on Google, you know, mental health hotline, there's a bunch of them. And specifically on that website, they had different ones for, you know, depression, PTSD, addiction. Like there was so many different um, resources. So definitely utilize uh, the resources that are out there. Um, any last thoughts before we get into our game? Ooh, uh, I think I had one, but I think it slipped. Um, oh, okay. oh crap. What was it? It's okay. I'll probably think about it later, but yeah, let's play oh, a game. Yeah. I've been excited about this game. Yay. Awesome. Okay. So this is called this or that to get to know our guests a little bit more. 
All right. So the first one is, are you an early riser or night owl? Ooh, I'm an early bird. Love it. Um, pizza or pasta? Oh my God. Why would you ask this from Italian? This is hard. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say pasta. pasta. Love it. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. Cake. Would you rather have the ability to read minds or the ability to fly? Flying. That would be a hundred percent. Right? Wouldn't that be so cool? Um, the next one is, would you rather have... Uh, have the ability to create a new holiday or create a new day of the week. Ooh, holiday. I'll say holiday. Love it. Uh, personal chef or personal housekeeper. I'm like really particular about my food, um, but uh, I, I would say chef. I would say chef. Yeah, you can be like, hey, I want this specifically, like super accurate. That would be kind of cool. And plus, I'm a, I have a giant sweet tooth, so I'm like, hey, if you can make me this like tray tiramisu, I mean, that would be pretty cool. I would love, I have such a sweet tooth too. So I would be like in heaven. They like made my favorite dessert. <laughs> um, the next one is, would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books? <laughs> It's a tough one. so either give up all technology or just give up tv movies and books Mm ah uh, i guess i would go with tvs movies and books because i think there's like there's so much more technology than just TV's movies and books. Uh, yeah, I would go with that. -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Uh, beach or mountains? It's apples and oranges. Um, I would probably go with mountains. Love it. Uh, would you rather direct a music video or direct a movie? Oh, a movie. movie. 100% Movie. all the way. Nice. Uh, would you rather give up your favorite food or your favorite beverage? I'll probably say give up my favorite food. My favorite food, drink is, my favorite beverage is water. So I feel like I need water. Mm hmm That's mine, too. <laughs> I love water so much. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, would you rather explore space or explore the sea? uh, space. Space. That'd be so cool. Uh, would you rather visit 50 years in the past or 50 years in the future? I would say 50 years in the past. The past. Very cool. Uh, would you rather glow red when you're like annoyed with someone or glow pink when you're attracted to someone? Like your whole body. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that's a good, that's a really interesting question. I've never heard of that question before. Uh, I would say... pink Love it. And then the last one is sunrise or sunset. sunrise Sunrise. Love it. Um, let everyone know where they can connect and find you. yeah absolutely uh so i i primarily use uh instagram i use facebook too but uh, you can catch me on instagram at carlo taramina underscore life coach Uh, it's C-A-R-L-O-T-A-O-R-M-I-N-A -A underscore life coach. Amazing. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being here and sharing your story and being so vulnerable and giving the people all of the amazing tips. So thank you so, so much for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It means the world to me. You know, uh, I just thank you for letting me speak on your platform just so I can maybe help anyone out there who's listening because you never know who could be listening. And one thing I want to do, uh, I, I hope this is allowed. If not, let me know. But I want to help people. I want to serve people in any way I can. So if there's any listener out there who maybe um, needs extra help, I'd love to give. I'm actually, I have a course myself. I, I would love to give three courses for free away to any of your listeners who might need some extra help. Um, I'm sure they can get in contact with you if they comment on your podcast episode or they send you an email. But anyone who wants extra help, I want to give three away for free just to, just to say thank you for listening. And I just want to help. Oh my god, I love that so much. That's amazing. And thank you. Thank you so much for that opportunity. And we will definitely, I'll write that on the show notes as well. And
please connect with Carlo. And again, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate you. I am so appreciative of Carlo coming on the podcast and sharing his story with us today. Again, we are not healthcare professionals, but just destigmatizing topics and sharing his journey through his mental health. If you guys loved this episode, which I know you did, definitely follow Carlo and give him some love and definitely take the opportunity to, you know, message him about working with him and those three free courses. And you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. My Facebook uh, group is called My Naked Mindsetters. You can connect with me on there or you can send me an email, mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys and tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.